Hey guys, well, you got to hang on to your hats for this next uh, episode because it's an amazing one with one of our dearest friends, Lance Isios. And uh, we talk about all sorts of things from surrender to forgiveness to acceptance. Uh, but one of the main themes is adversity. And uh, we get to hear this beautiful man's story through adversity and overcoming and finding acceptance in a new way of living. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we can all resonate with. So his story and other stories that we're speaking to within the podcast is something that I think that we can all reflect on in our own lives and how it plays a role in how we see ourselves, how we see our world and how we even move through our world and mainly how we define success too and like what we want for ourselves and the potential that we have. So it's such a good conversation that goes into like a lot of different places. So it's really one that you want to spend some time listening to over and over again. Yeah, definitely. So tune into it it's with Lance Isios. Uh, here we go. Welcome to the Health Ignited podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Health Ignited, where we're igniting your health freedoms through amazing conversations with real people, living real lives and uh, doing great things in the world. So yeah, yeah. super exciting today because we are interviewing somebody for me anyways, is like a little brother. I don't know why, but the moment I met him, it's like I wanted to take him under my wing. And every time <laughs> I see him succeed, I just feel so happy for him. And I'm excited for the conversation that we're going to have. I think it's going to be really great. Yeah, definitely. So, mm -hmm. so this gentleman, Lance Isios, uh, came into our life uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, it's been a blessing ever since. It's, you know, like you said, a little brother, a brother. Um, there's nothing but gratitude for this gentleman and and everything that he's strived for. You know, I mean, he's created amazing podcasts, an amazing brand. He's he's going to be launching his book in the next few months. He's creating all sorts of magic in the world uh, with his message of adversity. So, with that, Lance. Welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate you so much. It's so nice to see you and connect again. And yeah, it's been such a blessing, you know, meeting you guys. When it was, I think it was back in 2018. And yeah, just everything that's come since then has just been amazing. So I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah. So if, if you're watching the video here, you can see this shining glow off this man's face. He's <laughs> spending some time down in Costa Rica with some amazing individuals. Um, but it's not just the sun that's, that's shining on him. It's, it's that spark of inspiration and purpose that, that exists within him. And it's constantly birthing even more. So on the topic of adversity, uh, give us a little backstory for the listeners. You know, what, what drove you to that, that word? And why are you so passionate about speaking about this, this topic? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, I mean, I feel like my whole life has been around overcoming adversity, you know, I, from a young age, moving across the country, you know, leaving my mom and my big family with my dad, you know, we kind of left on a solo mission, me and him, which broke my heart, you know, having to leave my mom at 11 was really hard. And I never really knew what was going to come out of that. And from there, moving, moving to Victoria, my dad had met 
a woman with four kids and it was just it was like the step woman from stepmom from hell she put my myself through a lot of really challenging times my family and all that stuff and around that time just before when i did when we first moved i got bullied pretty bad in my school in grade 7 you know i went from being the cool kid to kind of the loser kid and i didn't know how to really handle that and it was really challenging so there was a lot of like emotional stuff brewing at that age and you know because of a lot of the work that i do now i'm addressing that that little boy that because i wanted to figure out you know why did things go so squirrely in you know, the drinking and drugs and partying and all that which i'll get into but it really it really starts with that point because i had such a loving family growing up and I really believe that if it wasn't for them from like zero to 10, I wouldn't be able to do what I do now. So I've really addressed like that area as being the, the point where things kind of got out of whack. And as through my teen years, I was just trying to, I, I never felt really safe at home. Like there was just so much crap going on and emotion, like fighting and, you know, dealing with um, this woman causing our family a lot of stress because my dad left her and then, and trying to make it in hockey as well at the same time, it was just chaos. Like I was just always going through this emotional stress of family stuff and fighting and then trying to play hockey. And it was really, it, it was really, really tough. And, you know, I learned a lot from it. It was like my greatest teacher. Now when I look back, it's like, I'm, I'm grateful for it. But at the time it was tough. And, and, you know, when I found alcohol and that kind of thing, as we all do, it just, it allowed me to sort of step into this like new persona, this, this, oh, I don't feel as stressed anymore. I don't have to, I, I can be somebody else. And I really got into that, that feeling of like, of, of enjoying that feeling of escaping, which led me working in the bars for many years, because it was like, I could, I could almost numb myself from that. And alcohol allowed me to really you know, as a social lubricant, there was a lot of fun times, some of the best times of my life, but also a lot of really dark times. So, you know, I, I carried on through that path for a while, working in bars, traveling around, moved to Australia for five years. And I was really battling my own demons all the time. Like I knew I needed to get out of that kind of lifestyle. I knew it, but I just kept, I didn't know what else to do. You know, I didn't know what else to do. And I wasn't very close with my family, which was challenging. And then, you know, the big thing that happened, the real reason what, you know, sparked the podcast, University of Adversity was, you know, losing my younger brother to suicide and my dad to cancer within, you know, one year's, just over one year's time. And, you know, my dad was staying with us at the time. I found out the news, you know, I got a call at work. I had to come home and, you know, tell my dad and, you know, the whole thing was just it was like out of a movie. My life is like out of this bad movie for a while. And that, that whole thing. And then losing my dad finding out he had cancer within, you know, I had to fly back from Sydney, Australia. I had like two days to, to basically get home back to Victoria. I saw him kind of decline and that was it. So those are kind of, you know, those are sort of the, the, the things that I've had to deal with in my life, it was, you know, they've been very challenging, but, you know, I, I really look at them from an empowered perspective because they have empowered me to really step into um, the work that I do and, and, and understand that, you know, we have a choice when we're faced with this stuff, with the adversity, with the struggles, 
you know, and we, you know, I've really learned now to sit back and like ask the question, like, you know, what can I learn from this? And it's really challenging in the moment, but that's the only thing we have is that choice, that decision, how are we going to react? So that word has just been something that I had a, it, it, it intuitively hit me. And I was like, I really, this word really like fit is fitting for my life, what I've been through. And, you know, before you know it, the things just kind of turned into what they did and the podcast started and there we go. It's just been a journey ever since. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. It's, um, it's definitely full of adversity. And, you know, when we look hindsight, especially as we're growing and helping others, I find we do a lot of our own healing through that work um, and going back to that inner child, even at 11, even though it's preteen and you're kind of moving into like becoming a man and everything. But when the nurturing was there present before that time, I think that creates a beautiful foundation. And there's so much going on in like the physical body. There's so much going on in your world that perspective then is going to be different than perspective now. So when you're working with individuals or speaking to or doing your own work, how can you help support someone when they're in that lens? And because you've obviously, even the way you're speaking to her right now, have done that work. You're, you know, you can speak to the choice in that moment. And I, I think we need adversity in our lives to grow. Um, I think that's actually something that's missing in like the generation to come. It's because we've gone in the opposite direction where we're like holding our children so close that we're not even allowing them to feel moments of pain and all of that. So how in when somebody's stuck in a cycle of seeing their pain as something that's not going to serve them, like how can we support them there? Yeah, I, I really think it's just really the understanding and acceptance that their story is okay. Like it's okay, you know, like we always think that we our story is different than everybody else. And, you know, I really think that that leads to a lot of really, you know, you know, stuff like suicide because people feel like they can't relate. And I just really say like, it's okay. Like, you know, it's all right. Your story is your story. It doesn't have to define you, but it's really just an acceptance, fully accepting your story. And really like I've been doing a lot of shadow work lately and, and the really understanding, especially when I was in ayahuasca, what that even means what it really means to fully love yourself and to fully love yourself. You got to really fully embrace the shadow, the dark, the light, all of it is just as important as you guys know, but it's easy for us to push that away and just focus on, 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 on the bright side of everything. But what happens is that stuff keeps showing up. And I really think even before people get there, just like accept your story fully. It's okay. Like it's all right. And, and I think like any, that's going to be part of the book too. It's just like, a connecting with people to know that whatever they've gone through, it's okay. But in order to move forward and to create a new story, we have to accept the old one. We don't have to, be, we don't have to have it driving us, but we have to accept it, that it's there, acknowledge it, but it doesn't have to be the driver. And I think that's, what's important. And I, I believe, you know, adversity reveals character within us. And it's, it's one of these things where I just find it, it's easy to say, Oh Yeah you know, look at that adversity and just go for it. But it's like, okay, well, wait a second. Like there's a lot of stories that are being told about our past that stop us from that. And a lot of it is resistance of the story itself, right? 
And I really like this is stuff that I've worked on in my own life. That's why I talk about it is because it's like, all right, well, what what story am I allowing to control me here? Because it's all bullshit. You know, like it's all just stories. But let's invite it in. Let's have it. Let's have it sit down with us. Let's let's like it's okay. And I think that is the first step. And then and then we can be like, okay, now that now that we we fully acknowledge, accept what we've gone through. Now, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Right. And I and I think that that's that's the first way that people can 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 start to get a better understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a powerful awareness, I think, that, that comes with that, you know, acceptance. And I think so many of us get stuck in, in the past and just keep referencing what life used to be like. And it's so hard to actually be in the moment yeah. and be with those feelings truly because we are stuck in, you know, especially with loss. I mean, speaking of your father, your brother, like it's easy to just want to hang on to, you know, that experience of them in the past and and not be able to move forward because we haven't addressed the moment right we haven't addressed the, those uh those core you know pains that are that mm-hmm. are there i can hear you yeah uh, you know, God, he knows love, when i have I, something I, brewing I, I love you guys i, I love <laughs> when i see your guys' outtakes too it's like those things are just absolute gold <laughs> Oh, well, what intuition I wanted- of being with a partner for a long <laughs> I love you guys so much. Yeah. Oh uh, well, what I wanted to speak to there is when there's you mean loss, what would you want to cut off there? What I, when yeah. I want to cut you off yeah. um, is that I don't think as a culture we're taught that grief is okay, mm. and we're not taught like you were talking about the shadow that your shadow is okay. So even like because if you look back to like young kids, like when they get hurt, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Just smile. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't cry. Like we're constantly putting that into their psyche that don't hurt. They run away from the pain. But instead, what if we like sat with the pain? What if we really grieved and grieved and grieved so that we can move through it instead of like trying to always look in the other direction? Yeah. It's no wonder why we jump into alcohol, drugs, or prescription medications, right? Because we're not, we're not comfortable with feeling, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And it's funny because recently, you know, we, my grandma was 94. She had a great life. She passed away, but like, so my mom was obviously upset. Right. And, you know, she was crying and, and part of me wanted to be like, Oh mom, it's okay. Don't cry. But I'm like, no, I was like, just cry. Like, just let it out. Mm -hmm. Like you just lost somebody grieve that you honor that honor all the feels, the good, the bad, the ugly honor that. And I think we're not where exactly what you said, we're not told to do that. Like, that's not, I mean, obviously there's a time and place for that. You can't be doing that all the time, but there has to be an intentional moment where you grieve mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, I'm not feel, like, this is really, this is really getting in the way. And like, we have to honor that and cry and, and get angry because it's yeah. not going to pass through us. If, if it does, like, it's not going to be, we got to bring that to the light sometimes. Yeah. And you're, we're, we're conditioned the opposite. Mm-hmm. There, there's a great quote when we were driving by a church one day with a message on the side. It was something along the lines oh, of, yeah. <laughs> did it again. Did you want, did you want Grief to say <laughs> is an emotion or love that just has no place to go. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I think Beautiful. of it even like, like grief as like a, almost even a remembrance of love too, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that we put mm-hmm. so much heaviness on, yeah, on the, the, the judgment of our grieving and, and, how it's going and, and, and maybe how it should be different and whatnot. So 
Um, I mean, these are these are universal concepts. You know, the people that tune into the podcast are often, you know, relating this into their health and, and whatnot. And and you've gone through a transformation of of, of healing in, in many different ways. You know, you brought up plant medicine and whatnot too. So how have you used the the mindset of adversity to help you like be this badass human, biohacker, you know, changing diet, doing the carnivore thing, you know fulfilling your purpose by listening to that call to move down to Costa Rica for a while. So all of these things, you know, play out onto how you create purpose and happiness and joy and, and love and healing in your life. So how have you applied some of those concepts to, to what you're doing now? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, you know, I've just, just like with you and you introduced me to Kundalini yoga for the first time and, you know, that was so powerful. And that's always stuck with me as far as like just different modalities that can really help. And I've tried a lot of the things, you know, the breathwork meditation, they've all had such a big, big part, you know, and I'm not one that's like, Oh, you got to go do plant medicine. It's like, you got to be called to it. But I felt like where I was at in my life, it was like the natural where I just felt this deep knowing that I, I needed to sit with this medicine. You know, I had this deep knowing that if I want to hit my potential, there's something there. And that is so important to me. And your intuition speaks to you. Right. And, and I have this one thing that I can say that I've been really good at in my life. You know, I, I sucked at a lot of things in my life, <laughs> but this was one of these things that I was really good at was honoring that intuitive impulse you know like to sell everything and move here that like this is crazy what are you doing i'm like i have to do this like i it's just like one of these things that i've always done it if it feels like a i've been talking about this a lot it's like you get those impulses if it feels like a 10 a 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 you got to do it you got to take action some way or another and there's these like you know impulses we get that aren't as strong you know four or five out of ten that you can take or leave it. But I've always really acted on those ones, even though they feel very scary. You know, this it's there's a lot of adversity, a lot of stuff that comes from doing that sometimes because you know you gotta really get uncomfortable. And I just have known that there's always going to be something that comes out of that risk, that you know jumping into that and. Is one of the lessons I learned when I was on the medicine too, is like to learn to trust yourself. Everything is going to be okay. Because again, in our society, it's like we're, we're told we're, a lot of people don't trust how resilient they are. They don't trust that they can get through things, right? You guys do, you know, with fasting and everything, it's like, it's a, it's a spiritual practice and people have to have a, a trust, a somewhat a trust in themselves that it's going to be okay. You're going to get through that stuff. Right. And I think that, what I've, what I've been learning is like to really honor that more and more and more is that I can do this. I can do this. And, you know, it's not always easy, but it, it's what I've really been trying to focus on is like knowing that if something is going to be challenging, that I can get through it. And at the others, on the other side of that, it's going to be some sort of reward. The universe is going to wink at me and be like, you did it. Good job. Like you can handle it. But I feel like when we don't do that, when we don't honor that, it's almost like that feeling of the unknown is almost worse than what actually happens on the other side of it. So I um, hope that's an answer to your question. It's kind of all over the place, but 
Um, no, it truly is. Like, yeah, I I like that you said it in those in that way. And I and I think of I think back just listening to your story. You know, you you move to Australia. You know, you you commit to the fit for service program. You jump into a Canadian men's camp. You jump into the fasting. Like like you you truly are someone who's living from that place of trust. And it's really and it's again fun for us to watch because we're we're big fans of yours, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But on that note, you know, I, I'm I'm so curious to hear like. Because obviously you got a chance to interview some amazing people and that have incredible stories of, of their own adversity. And I imagine there's some probably some similar themes like trust being one of them uh, as they move through this journey. So can you think of like some similar themes that you've heard from like maybe like 300 and some odd podcast interviews discussing the topic of adversity? If anybody knows about it, it's going to be you. Yeah. We still got to get Dr. Sonia on there too. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> been meaning to do that by the way um anyways yeah so you know what the thing is is that i've really noticed is that it's belief it's like the people that get to where they want to get to just believe in themselves so much and they don't allow those those voices the limited beliefs to stop them that's really it and they're just willing to risk the failure because it's not really failing. You're just, who says that failure is feedback? Is that Tony Robbins? I'm not sure, but it really is. Cause if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, well, that just means that you'll get closer to something else. And I find the most successful people and not even just in like business or whatever, it's, it's, it's just the ability to fully believe in what you're doing again. And that comes down to trust and surrender. Also, everything comes back to the same message. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even though before, you know, we we're talking about this book campaign earlier and it's like, I was doubting myself so much. There was so much doubt that I've had to live with in my life that I've had to be like, you know, I literally have to talk to myself, be like, no, thank you, ego. I'm good. I'm safe. I'm good. Let me, I got this. But there's like this thing that's like, well, you're, who are you? Who are you to think that you can, you can do this? Like, who are you to write a book? Like, you know, who are you and this and that and these voices. And because, you know, when I interview these people, I still, you know, I compare myself and I'm thinking, well, how could I ever be there? How could I ever be there? And really we're all, we all have it in us. We all have it in us. It's just, it's, it's whether we believe it or not. It's our level of belief that really can push us forward, but we allow ourselves to, to listen to the voices or the people that the, the, the majority of people that don't ever you know, fulfill their goals is because they're scared to like ignore that voice and honor their truth. And I really believe that that has been the main theme is always the people that really win in life, fully believe in themselves that they can do it. And if that takes them to the thing that they think it does great. If it doesn't, it takes them somewhere else. And that belief will uh, introduce you to the right person or take you to the right event or do the right, whatever. But that that is really the thing that I I have found to be the theme, and I'm trying. You know, like I'm I'm really really working on that at myself every single day because that's not an easy thing to do, and you know it seems to be the theme of the uh, the people that create the success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, um, 
back to the retreat that we were all at in Mexico, uh, we did a lot of work around masks and old patterns and beliefs mm. and how we pile all these masks on to really to survive, right? Because that's yeah. kind of what the brain is wired to do. So we're creating all these things so that we survive our moments that show up and it becomes our identity. And then we're defending our identity and we lose, like you were saying, that trust, that inner voice that is always there. We've never lost it. That soul that's always speaking to us, but we silence it with the noise of the world and the noise of that, the negative mind being a little bit louder. And I think the one we can start discerning, because I think the beliefs stay with us, you know, because we're surrounded by it, but we're, we get better at discerning what, what voice is true and which one is trying to push us into a direction that's not going to serve our, our highest goal that we have in our, in this lifetime. So I feel like you're getting, you're getting in that space where you're able to do that. And an experience with plant medicine sometimes can really empower that voice or Mm -hmm. our ability to see through all the crap and really tune into that voice. I don't know if that's the experience that you had. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So dive in. Tell us about your plant medicine. Yeah. Well, first of all, I wanted to just talk about that retreat and how much of an impact that had in my life because that, that retreat. And then right after was Tony Robbins, like that, that was so powerful. That was just like, that completely changed my entire life. That, that like chunk of time, you know, I got out of a relationship. I got like all this stuff shifted and that was so amazing. And I remember that mask exercise, like you know, burning the masks and, and it is, it's so, there's so many masks that we're wearing. It's like, if we're not honoring our truth, we're just listening to someone else's story. It's just a mask of somebody else. It's not even real. And that is so important. I, 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 I forgot about that exercise. So thank you for that. Um, but plant medicine. Yeah. So ayahuasca was just, it, it was, I mean, it was just unbelievable The you know, the big, the, I did it. I sat with it four nights. And the third night was probably the most important night that I've ever experienced is that I felt, I saw and felt my full potential for the first time. Like, if that makes sense, like I was, I try to explain this story and it's just so hard to quantify in words, but like, you know how Dr. Joe Dispenza or even Bruce Lipton, they talk about, think about put yourself in the position of already having the things that you want in the present moment. Right. And it's, it's, it's sometimes easier to say said than done. I was in that position. Like I was literally, I had, she was, I was shown what it's like to feel that exact feeling of the success and the confidence and my seeing myself for the first time ever in that position. That was so powerful to me because it's what I needed in order to really tap into my true potential. Like I saw and felt and had that inner knowing that it's already happened. It's just what I needed to see for it to like dissolve these, like these voices. And now like when I don't believe in myself, I come back to that moment. And that's why plant medicine in this situation is so powerful because it actually showed me something I'd never felt or saw intuitively. I knew a lot of this stuff we already know, but it was like, pulling it out and be like, you know, this, come on, do I need me to show you even more? And I was like, Oh, okay. I get it. Thank you. Hmm. She just showed me that you have it all. You just got to get out of your own way. 
And I was like, oh, I get it. And that night, it was just so powerful. The wave of energy that was through my body, it was just like nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. And, you know, connected to this like universal intelligence and life force energy, stuff that I've heard, but like I was really being shown and told of like, if you can create from this place of life force energy, if you create from this every day, this is, you cannot fail. Like you cannot fail in life if you create from that. You will have all the success. And it just made so much sense because we can create from out of fear or doing things for other people and all the, on the nonsense. But it's like, you know, you guys know this too. When you start your mornings, that, that creating that from, and you guys are great at it. I, I'm getting better at it. But like being able to really harness that in the morning and just like intentionally creating that from your life force energy. And that was just such a, such a powerful experience. And then I remember that night going back to our rooms I looked at myself in the mirror and I just saw myself differently. Like, I know it sounds wild to people if they've never done it, but I was like, wow, like you're really doing it. You're really like, like I saw a different person. I saw what I would look like to somebody if I was a stranger and I was successful, if that makes sense. It was really, it was profound because we don't see our own gifts sometimes. Somebody, you know how you, you see somebody like, don't you see, like, you're so talented here. Like, don't you see it? But sometimes people don't. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to tell them and you're like, want to shake them because they don't see it. And, and I felt like for myself, I saw that for the first time and I felt that for the first time. So that was um, that in self that after that night, I was like, I never have to do this again. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm good. I didn't, I wasn't going to do it the fourth night. She's like, you think so? And she reactivated me later. And I was like, I had some other really profound experiences that night. Like, but that was like the one that really, I feel like for the listeners for maybe like skeptical about it, like that was what I needed. And since then, like things have just been like skyrocketing for me. So who knows, you know, it was what I, it was, it was what I felt I, what I needed to connect to. And, you know, I, I had such a deep inner call to go to that specific retreat and I knew I, I just had to be there. So I know why now I really do. So that's a little bit of the story. I love it. Mm -hmm. and, and I think with any medicine, if you're tuned in, it gives you what you, what you need and what you're, what you're really needing in that moment. So I love that story. Yeah. Well, do you want to reiterate some of your story? Well, I didn't do it for four days. No, we did it. <laughs> yeah. It was just one day. And for me, my big story has been a lack of love for myself um, mm. because it wasn't necessarily given to me growing up and that's all I felt in those six to eight hours. And it's that same feeling of like that connection and like how everything is just, the universe is so connected. It's like everything, like you were saying, the physical just dissolved. And there was this moment, like you say, it's really hard to articulate in words, like even the yeah. colors and like the, the feeling around it, but it was like, it was her, it was, it was like creation saying that I'm here. Mm. It's okay. You don't, you don't need to look for it outside of you. It's, it's right here. And yeah, it was really beautiful because I went into a very skeptical, mm. like I, you know, being a yogi and just, um, and also like maybe more a rigid. Purist. A, what? a purist. A purist. And mm. like, okay, I could do this with my breath. I don't, I don't need help from plants, even though we use herbs on mm. a daily basis to do other things, you know, for, with our physical body. But I was like, oh, I don't, I don't need that. I can just do that without it. But it was mm. such a gift. Um, and so I think when the call is there, it will show up for you. Mm -hmm. 
So, so you had this amazing experience, well, multiple amazing experiences on top of uh, an infrastructure where you're already doing a lot of personal growth and personal work and, you know, coming to terms with, you know, maybe some forgiveness of the past and some acceptance and moving forward. Um, now, when that voice talks to you, that voice of ego that, that tells you, hey, Lance, come on you're not that special or whatever that story is like, you don't deserve to express yourself in this kind of way. How is, is it quieter now? Like what's different for you with that voice? That's such a good question. Um, that's might be a question that I'm going to start asking people. <laughs> it's such a good question. Um, you know what, man, like if I'm being honest, it, it still shows up every single day, you know, like it's still, it still shows up and it's just in knowing that it takes a lot of work to re, to un, you know to unravel that you know and it, it just is what it is it's like well what story do i believe to be true <laughs> you know do i believe that story or do i believe this one and you know i am really listening to the story that i want to create and seeing the feedback that I'm getting from the universe for honoring that, right? It's, it's one thing when you're doing things and to not get anything and things are continually going wrong and whatever. And you're like, whoa, I'm doing all the things. But like, for me, it was always been so worried about what other people think. And so just questioning my abilities so much that it stopped me from ever stepping into like the full potential of anything I've ever done. You know, whether it was hockey, whether it was being a bar manager, whether it was anything, I was always so close. And then I just, I'm not good enough. Somebody's already done it. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm, you know, somebody's already there. And, and like, I just do my best to do the things, you know, the meditations and the gratitude journaling and really switch my daily to switch my perspective, to be grateful the best I can. And, but you know, the, it comes in waves and I just, if I need to, just like Tony Robbins, you know, talks about switching your emotional state. Mm -hmm. If that comes up, then I'm like, okay, now's not the time to sit and process shadow work. I got to be on it. I got to like be on it. So what am I going to do? So I'll go do some workout or drink some water or whatever I need to do to get out of that, 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 that funk, because usually it's just a funk. Right. And I guess that's the process of life every day is how good are you at telling which story to tell today, right? I mean, really, I, I, I find it hard to believe that not every single human on planet Earth has that same thing. And this is why you guys can probably relate to is like you talk to these people and they, they're successful. They're successful, but they're still human. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much money you make, like they're, how successful you are. You're still going to have, you're still comparing yourself to somebody. You're still, you know, you're still doing the things. You're still on social media and it's still... It, oh, it comes up for everybody. It really does. And I guess it's just really deciding what story you want to tell mm -hmm. and how you want to tell it. Right. Yeah. And I think it goes to the intention of that day or of that week or that month yeah. or that moment of like, mm. what intention are you going in with? And that will form yeah. the personality that you're going to put forward yes. and then the action. So I think if we're all intentional in all the moments, then that's what's going to really help support being present and being our truest self. Because 
everybody has that shadow side. And like you were saying in the beginning, the, the light can't show up without the dark, right? So we're always kind of moving in and out of that. And that's okay. I think that's what we have to be okay with is the flow between the two and mm. choosing our moments. So on that topic, do you think that people can get addicted to adversity? Mm. Yeah, I mean, is in like, they want to have that feeling of, what do you mean exactly? Like, Yeah, so I think as a culture, we can sometimes mm. sit in the seat of suffering ah, because right. we are getting yeah. something from it and it could be mm. something negative, but it can also be something positive, whether it's um, positive in a way where we're getting attention support or positive in a way where I'm going to suffer and then I'm going to do something and then I'm going to get a reward for it. And my business is going to go here, but I have to suffer first to get there. Like, can we skip that step after we've yeah. tuned in or do people stay stuck in that place of like, well, I need this adversity and these lessons in order to grow. Yeah. That's another great question. Um, too. yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I'm like, man, these guys are asking better questions than I ask. <laughs> <laughs> not true. Not true. Not true. <laughs> you ask amazing questions. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that comes down to people that haven't done a lot of the work either. Right. I think a lot of that subconscious stuff is stuck in there and they're just addicted to feeling like the victim all the time. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't see the glasses half full you know and it's not their fault it's just that they're they're just yeah like they're addicted to the struggle not everything has to be a struggle and i get this is a great point because when you look at adversity or a challenge like you know this stuff is coming so it's like how do you look at it you know like what's what what is your perspective on the thing itself it's like if you know that it's going to benefit you if you know that on the other side you're going to win well, then it's not even going to look like a struggle. It's not even going to be a hard way. It's not even going to seem hard because you're kind of used, you're kind of expecting it. But I think that there's people that get addicted to like, oh, it's got to be so hard in order for me to like, to, to get to the next thing or whatever. And I, I, you're, I don't think it has to be. I don't think it has to be. I think that, you know, that you can, you can learn from people and I think that's why it's important to have people's stories so people can learn to not do the same thing that other people are doing and they can, they, so that they don't have to go through as much challenge. But um, I do think that people can, I, depending on where they're at with doing the amount of work on themselves can definitely get addicted to like that feeling bad or like, it's got to be bad. It's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is that kind of what, is that kind of where, where you're yeah, meaning with that? Totally. Cause it can happen on a subtle level too. And just yeah. using myself as an example, like I've worked my, or I've seen my dad work hard ever since I've been born. Like, you mm. know, at one point he had four jobs and like, he's done really well, but he's worked to do really well. And then, so when he sees us, I remember one point when we sold our place in Vancouver and moved out here, we had to stay with them for a month and I'm sitting on the couch with my computer. He looks over at me, do you even work? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yes, mine looks different than yours, but yeah. I do work and I do work hard and my relationship to it is just different, but I still have that in me of like, mm. When people yeah. ask me, how often do you go into the clinic? I'm like, two days a week. In my inside, I'm like, oh, it's only two days a week. 
So I think sometimes we feel like I had this story in my mind in order to make money, I had to work like that. I had to suffer yeah. and like work so hard, like six, seven days a week in order mm -hmm. to get there. That still shows up sometimes for me too, because I had to work so many hours in the bars to make money. And yeah, I mean, switching time for money. Like you have to do this hard work. It's gotta be this like grueling grueling work to earn the money. It's like, mm -hmm. I think that's just so that's programmed with our parents' generation too. Cause mm -hmm. that's kind of the way it was. And it's mm -hmm. like, if you didn't work hard, you didn't earn it. And I just don't think that doesn't just, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything these days. It's like, it's almost like work smarter, not harder. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of a, a definition of success too, because a lot of um, our drive forward and, and I'm going to ask you on, on how you're, definition of success has changed uh, since you've done your work um, and continue to do so. But I think a lot of um, that intentionality around, you know, um, getting forward in life or, or being intentional really was revolving around making money, right? Because it mm. was, you know, it's, it is and it, it always has been a, a way that we survive in the world that we're in, and then hopefully thrive. So um, I'm curious, because I imagine that a lot of your driving force you know, maybe even earlier on in your career was really about, you know, making money, being successful, being an entrepreneur. Like what, what does that definition look like to you now that you've had this more intimate relationship with uh, the mother? Yeah. It's just anything is possible. Like it's, I, I really believe that anything is possible if we, if we believe enough. And I guess I, what f I have to do something that's fulfilling and fulfilling to me is making impact in people's lives. Like it, you know, to, to know that I helped somebody get through something or, you know, I get a message saying, Oh, I heard this episode with this and this it really helped me. Like that's, that's the thing, you know, that's it. That's it for me. And if I, I want to do that on a big scale, you know, like however I can help, give back what I've gone through or, you know, allow other people what they've gone through and share that with somebody to be the bridge for them. That's, that's it for me. And like, that's, that's successful. And, you know, maybe I mean, I, I've thought, well, maybe I need to be more like money hungry driving. That's just not my, it's not my nature. I feel like building relationships and just doing all the things that feel good will create the wealth that we, that we desire or wh whatever it may be, you know, but for me, it's all it, I've noticed like it's, it's, it's the relationships and it's just being um, just doing something that's fulfilling. And, you know, another Tony Robbins comment is, you know, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure mm -hmm. and fulfillment. I mean, as you guys, I mean, the work you do, it's like helping somebody and them, them saying that you helped them is the best thing that you could possibly hear. It's like, mm -hmm. all right, I could, quit today. I'm good. Like, thank you. Like, like what you, when you, when you do something and somebody gets impacted from it, it's the best feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to be able to do that on a scale is, is really what, what, what it's all about. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking back to when we were, you know, first met, meeting each other in 2018, you're telling me some of the stories of the, the businesses that you're in the past. And it really was about it was so interesting to see you in this sort of transition period where things were about, you know, this is a business I'm doing because it should be generating income, but my heart's just not in it. Yeah. And, and I just saw a man of integrity who really wanted to create impact and live an abundant life, 
but really the driving force was, was more important for you, you, you know, even you know, a few years ago. And I imagine that's probably always been with you. And, and I think that that's, what's so great about the stories you're sharing right now, because it really just comes back to that belief system, you know, knowing that everything's going to be okay. You've got that trust, you've surrendered, you've moved into this place of allowance and acceptance and it's really through integrity and a desire to make an impact on the world. And that's, uh, I mean, that's definitely you in a nutshell. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. Well, something you said earlier that, that I loved, and I'm going to reflect on a post that you did recently on social media. I think it was you in the gym, this wicked picture. Lance yeah. is looking ripped in the gym, doing his <laughs> hard work. And it was something along the lines of, I think you're talking about depression or say mental health. And you're like, you know, when this is upon you, and I'm totally paraphrasing here, and I'll get you to fill in the details, but when this is upon you, you know, there's some things that I like to do to check the boxes, you know, get some exercise, get outside, get in nature, drink some water, you know, eat good food, you know, because so quick are we to label ourselves as depressive, anxious, you know, addicted, the story that we keep perpetuating. But there's a criteria of, of wellness and opportunity that happens when we truly nurture ourselves that you were speaking to. And it was a brilliant post. Uh, maybe you can fill in some of the gaps of what you were sharing there. Thanks, man. Yeah, I just was, I remember when I wrote that, I was just felt inspired. I was like, you know, what is, you know, and, and what is depression really? And I, it's real and all that. And I understand it. And like, you know, for people that suffer it, but I also know that, there's a lot of people that want to just jump into the box of this and just, I'm feeling I'm this, so I'm depressed. It's like, it's not that, it's not that easy. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, like ask yourself the question, like, what have I actually done today? You know, like, and I, I, I put some things like, you know, have I drank water? Have I moved my body? Am I surrounding myself with people that, that inspire me? Am I, you know, am I, doing something purposeful, you know, like, have I sweat? Have I gone out in nature? Like there's a lot of things that we can do. And I've, it's, it's hard for me to comprehend or understand if you go through all of those things and you're, and, and you've done all of them and you've honestly done them all for, to feel depressed. And I get it. It happens. Right. But I really, cause I've been there before and it's easy to just not do the things and just call yourself something. It's like, you're not depressed. You feel depressed. Like it's, mm -hmm. you feel mm -hmm. that you're not that, you know? And cause the reason I did that post was because that's me. That's been me before. You know, I was like, Oh, I'm feeling depressed or I'm depressed. It's like, well, okay. But what did you do today? Oh yeah. Right. Okay. I haven't done anything to, to, right. It's the same thing. What happens with people if you're trying to create a business or something. It's like, I suck. I'm not successful. It's like, what did you do today to do it though? Like what, what are the things that you did? And if you didn't do any of the things, well, you can't really get upset about it. Right. And I think a lot of people would just rather call themselves something. It's easier. Mm -hmm. And really like they're, they're not depressed. They're just, they're just not doing the things that are going to help them win. And it's, it's a stressful world out there. We got to do the things to help give ourselves a chance. And there's a lot of opportunities, right? There's a lot of opportunities to, to, to do things, to, to improve our situation. And um, yeah, I just, I, I just got, I just kind of felt called to write that post and, you know. I yeah. love that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think it goes back to the identity piece we were talking to. It's like once you have a label, you really identify with it and then you're defending it. And I can speak from personal experience with that too. Like I do have a tendency to go there and it has to be this conversation in my mind of like what's actually going on. So I find questioning is like the best thing that we can do when we get into those states. Because I've noticed myself and there's times where it's like, I want to be there because it gives me permission to really like, you know, put the blinds up, don't have to look at the world. Mm. I'm going to put the covers over my head because that's what I saw my mom doing her most of her life. But then I have to like, okay, wait, I don't want my kids to see me do that. So I uncover, take the covers off, come downstairs, do whatever, because I think those patterns are there. But if you start questioning why they're there and if they're even ours, then we can shift that state completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Lance, we're coming close to the hour and you've got some big things on the horizon. So we would love for you to share with our listeners what you're working on. Tell us about the summit. Tell us about the book. There's lots of stuff rolling out uh, and we're, we're fans. We're cheering you on from the sidelines. Uh, but please tell us and share uh, what's, what's going on now. Yeah, so we... When this airs, we just finished the pre-sale of the new book that I am writing called Mastering Adversity. We just hit our goal, which has been amazing. Um, Tell us the goal, brother. Let me want to celebrate. Yeah, we hit hit 10,000. We're over now. I think we're at like 11,300, which has been like overwhelming support. And then that is like giving me so much more belief that, all right, people believe in me. I'm going to create the best the best book, the best. And it's just, it's just what I needed. It was another nudge, just like mother ayahuasca gave me that nudge. Sometimes we need them. Right. And that, so that just completed. Now we're going to be really focusing on university of adversity summit, which I was actually going to approach you guys on. I'd like to have you come on and, and, and speak in that. Cause it's going to be a lot of my past guests or some that haven't been on the show yet. And we're going to have three days of either one-on-one interviews and then a panel at the end. So there's going to be a 45 minute panels at the end of each day. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring all, it's going to be a really transformational healing weekend of like really short interviews. And we're just going to hit hard. Um, And yeah, I've really, I feel really called to create this event and I want to do it every single year and bring people together of, you know, spiritual, you know, the alpha entrepreneurs, like all the people that are like doing the things that are having adversity in your life that come together and really inspire people. Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's that inspiration. It's that, you know, helping and personal transformation, but then it's like, you got to provide tools to take action. And I think there's going to be enough speakers there that can provide those tools for the right person. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be virtual this year. It's going to be May 21st. To the 23rd, we got some amazing speakers lined up already and people are messaging me already to come speak. So it's like, it's really exciting. And I want, you know, everybody to be a part of it. So, um, all the information will that you can just go to my Instagram link, tr- my, my link in there, the link in the bio, and it's probably the easiest place to get access to like website and everything. So, um, yeah. And if they're not on Instagram, just Lance is, uh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, we'll put that in the notes. Um, So I have a question for you. My last question. If you don't feel called to answer it, you don't have to. Um, You're going to make him answer it anyway. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll answer (laughs) it. Well, 
I was going to speak to um, so all the learning that you've done in these years and, you know, the, the few things that you've tuned into that are at the core of adversity and how we can support others. We've talked a lot about how we can move into addiction. We can move into these habits that will move us either to one path or we can start questioning and go on to another. If you had your younger brother in front of you today, mm. what are some things that you would say to him? Oh, I would say it's going to be okay. You know, like the sun will shine tomorrow. You know, I got you. I'm here for you. And that was the thing that's, that's still hard for me because, you know, there's a lot of regret that I have. I'm still working through, even though I know I can't do anything about it. I, I know it doesn't serve me, but like, there's a part of me that's like, you could have been if you could have been there for him, he probably could have pushed forward, but I wasn't. And I think I would, that's why a lot like having a podcast like this, if he had a tool like that, maybe he wouldn't have done that, but I would just, you know, if I would give him a hug and just be like, it's okay. You know, you got this, it's things are, things going to get better, you know, and this is going to teach you, you know, that the challenges you're facing right now is going to help you later on in your life. So yeah, I would definitely have a sit down conversation with them and, you know, really, um, have, have that conversation. So yeah, it's a great, another great question. <laughs> well, I think that it's moved you in this trajectory in your life where you're, you're giving a big hug to thousands and thousands of people every day, mm -hmm. right? You're doing that for so many in the world now. And that forgiveness piece that we spoke to before is going to be so essential for more of your growth. So you can do more of that for those around you. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And yeah, just going to do my best to, to show up and, and help where I can. So I, I just so grateful for you guys. Thank you for, thank you for being you, being the light that you guys are. You guys are so amazing. And I just love you so much. Oh, we, we love, love you, you too. too. So much, yeah. buddy. We're so proud of you. And mm -hmm. Like I said, we'll be cheerleading you on and supporting in any way that we can. So uh, yeah. little message, everyone, make sure you check out Lance Isios on Instagram. Check out the link tree that he's got available. Check out the upcoming book, The Summit. Um, as you can see, this guy's got a big heart. He's full of vulnerability and honesty and integrity. And it's, it's a really powerful uh, combination that you're delivering to the world. So we're grateful to you, brother. Thank you, Thank you so much, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe. 